Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, are my guys, Gerard Powers and Rodney McLeod. And today we are going to talk about the second game in a row with the Indianapolis Colts on the wrong side of an NFL record. Uh, now, I'll tell you what, the first half of this game was absolutely astounding. You couldn't be more happier with how the defense and the offense with the Indianapolis Colts was playing in this game. It was just big play after big play after big play. And you you thought that this was going to be an utter and complete blowout, 33 to nothing at halftime, while the Minnesota Vikings just seemed like they couldn't get anything on track. And then everything changed in the second half. Uh, Gerard, what was your first initial thoughts watching this game? Well, I didn't get to see the first half. I had to go back and kind of watch some clips. Uh, me and the family, we had a dang national basketball tournament in, in dang Texas. So I was able to kind of see the collapse instead of the, uh, the good part. But one thing I'll say about, you know, games like that. And I don't know if Rodney ever played in a game like that, but I have to where where you can jump out on a team and uh, get a nice a nice lead and you're going into half and the thought process, like the, the feel of the game, it's almost, you know, sometimes as a team, you almost feel like, oh, we got this under control. You know, things are going in our favor. The You know, the Vikings don't got a shot. Rather, on the flip side, the Vikings are going into the locker room, more urgency, hey, we got to do this better, do that better, just trying to fix things. And then when you come out in the second half, you almost can see the two, uh, I guess, just the difference in the two sides as far as mentality. You know, from from our standpoint, you know, you don't want to blow the lead. But from the Vikings standpoint, everything is upbeat now. Everything is just going with a little bit more urgency. They're just looking for more plays. But you know, I mean, it's the NFL, man. Uh, you, you're not going to find too many games to where you can just blow out a team 33-0. I mean, it just rarely happens uh, in the NFL. And normally teams fight back to, you know, um, I guess, you know, to to break that, that cushion, you know, whether it's a seven-point game, 14-point game. But normally when teams have big leads in the first half, it's, it always ends in like a one-possession game you know, at the end of the game. And it's unfortunate, you know, we was on the other side of that. Uh, and we still had our opportunities to kind of kill the game and, and uh, you know, and take control and, and maintain control of the game. But, I mean, got to tip your hats off to, to the Vikings. I mean, they do got the playmakers that can score points. They do got, you know, uh, quarterback that, that's, you know, playing good ball this year, team overall. You know, they got big aspirations as far as what they've done this season and what they want to do going forward. Uh, it's just, it's just, I hate that we was on the, this side of the collapse, but, uh, but Hey, it happens. It's the NFL. Yep. And the, speaking of the NFL, the regular season is beginning to wind down as we come down to the last three weeks of the NFL season, but basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at bet online. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Well, Rodney, I'm curious. You know, Gerard was talking about how a team walks into halftime. What was the feeling like at halftime? What was the what was the talk? What was the speech? What was going on in that situation? Uh, the speech and mentality was don't let your foot off the gas. And I think we all felt, you know, like we were in control of that game, but understood we still needed to come out with the same sense of urgency as, as we started this game um, and have that same level of intensity and knowing, you know, defensively we were going to be up first. Uh, we, we responded well, in my opinion, right? Like, that that opening uh, possession of that second half does set the tone naturally mm-hmm. f- for that half. And when you look at it, I mean, we had one negative play after another to start that to start that uh, second half off. As whereas, like Gerard said, they're now going to go up tempo. They did that. We responded and we answered the call, um, but. You know, as Gerard knows, man, the, the, the quickest way for a team to uh, close that deficit is to have explosives, right? Plays. I mean, we know they're an explosive offense, but, you know, we are very good at eliminating uh, explosives as a defense. We've been doing that an entire year, and particularly in that game, you know, they, they weren't able to get much of anything. And so – that is where it started for us and, and being able to allow some of those big plays to to happen um, early in that um, in the third quarter. And then also the one to t- end up tying the game, um, you know, that came after the fourth and one. So I, I feel like for us, you know, as a team, th- th- we felt like we were going to go in there and really continue to do what we did in the first half. And uh, that was said by players. That was also echoed by Jeff Saturday before we left out of that locker room. And I mean, for me as a player, I didn't, I I know how this game goes. You know, I I know that they're going to fight back. They're a good team. Uh, But, you know, never would I have thought that they would come back and of course end up on the, uh, the winning side. And so that's the frustrating part. It really felt like a movie, to be honest. Um, something that you only you only see, uh, you know. What I'm saying it's, that's something that's just not real. And um, yeah, it, it, that was hard, man. It was it was embarrassing to kind of walk off that field and know that we were on the wrong part of history. But you know, at, at the end of the day, man, it's nothing we could do about it now. Um, you know, we we just got to learn from it, and we got to just. You know, at the end of the day, put a complete game together. You know, we, we talk about we want to need to start fast and then, you know, finish. And, you know, that's just been the story for us, I think, this year. And a, another thing that, you know, uh, what what you're fighting against when you're going against teams and you got a large deficit, like Rodney said, when you're giving up explosives, that means they're saving time on the clock for them to yeah. – you know, have time to even come back, you know? So a lot of times you want the offense to have to work for everything just because the the clock is your enemy too at this moment. Like, you know, it's not about them scoring, don't get me long, but if it's taking them three, four, five, six minutes to score, 
per possession, you know, they're not even going to have that many opportunities to even come back, you know, in the game just because of the clock. Uh, So, yeah, so when Rodney mentions the explosives, that means the clock is on their side as well. And now, you know, you can you can feel once they had a few touchdowns and the game started to get kind of within reach, the pressure the offense was feeling because they can't go three and out now. Now they're feeling like, man, we need to sustain some type of drive to keep this clock going. But when you go out there and then they're three and out or four plays and out, five plays and out, whatever the case may be. And the op and the Minnesota offense get the ball again, and the defense is back out there. And you look at the clock, and it's like, damn, it's still ten minutes left, you know, in this third quarter or whatever the case may be. So, you know, you're you're going against not only you know the urgency from the other side of the other team, but again, like I said, that clock, you're going against that as well. Yeah, yeah. I going over the, the the stats of the game, like the the traditional stats. I'm looking at the Indianapolis Colts won the turnover uh, battle Mm -hmm. uh, on paper. They won the time of possession battle on paper. But they lost penalties. They had 11 penalties in this game. Six of Mm -hmm. them were defensive penalties that gave up first downs to the other team. Uh, How big is that uh, in in a game? And, And... you talked about Rodney that and, and Gerard that that you, uh, before games you get a um, scouting report on the referees that did did the did the the penalty calls reflect that scouting report this week? No, um, not in any way. I don't I don't know if we happen to touch on the referees, uh, the crew. I guess you would say for this particular game, mm-hmm. uh, we normally do, but I don't. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, uh, penalties uh, do hurt you as well. Um, they extend drives, and there were a few that were, you know, we could say are questionable, but uh, it happened, and we allowed them to uh, just continue to have an opportunity, right? at, at um, you know to be able to close the, the 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 lead and so that's the that's the frustrating part as well you know it, it takes so much I guess for you know you to actually blow a 33 point lead there's like there's Every, everything it's has not to just go one right thing yeah team. there's not just yeah. one thing right like you could pinpoint so many areas of 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 the game and why they were able to come back, like Gerard said, like the time, right? Understanding that we need to force them to, you know, go down the drive and and have to earn everything um, like we did in that first half. And then we can't have penalties, right, that are going to uh, allow them to now – be able to line up again and 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 continue to try to you know come back so it, it a lot goes into it man and yeah it just it's tough and but i was about to say and when it comes to penalties it's not just you know any type of penalties it's the big play penalties the down mm-hmm. the field dpis the personal files like those are yeah. the penalties that you can almost consider explosive plays and that's what i mean yeah. by everything has to go right for a team to come back from 33 points uh to win a game and 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 some like i said some of those penalties contribute to some of the big plays that they were already having just an offense itself so you know as a coach or as a 
you know, a former player that, you know, kind of studies the game and watch the game as a whole. I mean, you're adding that to explosive. So that's what I mean by everything has to go right to be in their favor to, to come back from that type of deficit. So I want to ask both of you, I was going over, there was about 30 drives between both teams in this game. 30. There was only one drive the entire game that was over three minutes. Is now when you have a, a a game where you're on the field, off the field, on the field, off the field, that much, that quick, how does that affect you as a player, you know, physically and mentally? Oh no, I know my knees hurt. <laughs> there was a there were a lot of plays in that game for sure. Uh, I think we pinpointed. Uh, we we uh, found that out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody threw out us, you know, the number. But um, yeah, I think that's just it's just the way the flow of the game goes. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. you just you just do what you need to do, man, to win. Uh, you know, can't really pay attention to whether that, that drive went six plays for the offense, three. I mean, sometimes you definitely feel it. <laughs> of course, on a sudden mm-hmm. change, if there's a turnover, uh, you just uh, experience a long drive. But outside of that, uh, you, you know, you're just playing ball. And then at that that same token, when you're on the – when you're the team that's up 33-0 as a secondary, you know what's coming. Like, not, not specific play, but you know it's about to be up-tempo. You know they're about to throw it a million times – and you know you can be in the best shape possible, but at some point your your body's gonna fatigue yeah. uh, at the end of the day. So when Rodney say his knees hurt, I bet some other things that hurt as well, just because <laughs> of all the running these guys have to do, man. Just when a team is playing up tempo, and then you're throwing the ball, then you got to worry about where Cook is, where Thielen is, where is uh, Jefferson is, all these weapons that they have, and. You know, and when you're on the the other side, when you're the Minnesota Vikings as an offense, and and you're a wide receiver, not saying you want to be down 33-0, but them knowing that they're about to throw the ball, I mean, they're all excited about you know those opportunities that are about to come. So it, it gets difficult at, at at a certain point of the game because as you can feel it from player to player, you know, if a guy's starting to get you know wore down a little bit, if a guy's starting to you know, you can see the breathing on the chest from the defense. You know, you can just feel all those type of things. And uh, like Rodney said, I mean, you just got to find or dig deep and just find some way, somehow, just to finish games. And I think that's been our problem all year. You know, uh, you know, we haven't been starting fast. And then, boom, when we start fast, we haven't found ways to finish some of the close games that we've been in. And that's that's kind of been the whole you know, the the problem from, from game one until where we're at now. Yeah. Last week, Gerard, you and I talked about all the guys on the Vikings uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, big playmakers, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Cook. Uh, obviously, we forgot mm-hmm. about, you know, overall, they're tied in, you know, Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. And then number 17, Osborne. What in the world? He had a career day. Was he on your guys' radar, Rodney? Uh, everybody's on our radar. Well, uh, we understood that he has uh, he has speed, uh, you know, and so that is he's a threat. Uh, but he's he was definitely more involved in their run game. He was at the point of attack for for majority of that, but. Uh, you know how it goes, man. And, and as Gerard said, when you now got to have to come back 
from a large um, deficit like they experienced, then the ball is going to be up and they're going to be, you know, it's nothing but past concepts. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he was a guy that Kirk found uh, a few times and he was able to make some good plays. I don't, it, it amazes me, I guess, even when you're in the flow of the game, you don't realize, I guess, how many yards he actually had. Um, it still seems, you know, like surreal. Like how did he end up with, I guess, that many, but uh, credit to them. Yeah, absolutely. He actually, I'm sitting here looking at the stats right now, and it's it's funny because, yes, he he played amazing football, but it wasn't just him. Like I was saying, Cook had 190 total offensive yards, 95 through the air, 95 on the ground. He had two very, I would say, explosive um, screen plays. Right. Um, one of which went darn near the end. No, it did go the distance, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It ended up in a touchdown. Um, how how difficult is it to, to uh, when, when you're in a zone like you, you got this massive lead. Right. And you're trying to protect against these deep pass plays or, or you know, high, high impact pass plays. And then the, a team just goes to like a screen play where, you know, they, they, they're able to set up their blocks before the defenders are able to get there because, you know, you're you're playing back a little bit. Is, is that – how do you Man. combat something like that? Say, I, I remember playing against, you know, like the Chargers uh, back when they had like Phillip Rivers and then you had, you know, Vincent Jackson and Floyd and all these big-time receivers. And then you look at the running back, you know, and they had Turner and Sproles. And Sproles used to always be that type of guy in 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 key situations of the game where Philip has just been taking shot after shot after shot, and then boom, it's a little squ- quick little screen pass here or there, and the defense has you know gotten so soft up front just because you know you're trying to defend everything else, and then boom, one missed tackle on Sproles, you just know he can take it to the house. Everybody in the league know how explosive Dalvin Cook is. You know, he's the, the type of guy, if, if one person miss, you know, that, that can be the, 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 the fate of, of the defense. You know, he can take it to the house. So, you know, it's not like, you know, you go into these games and it's almost like, hey, did y'all know that Dalvin Cook, you know, is a great receiver as well? Like, of course, you know, of course you do. But at that key moment of the game, uh, whether Rodney feels it or the defense as a whole feel it, but when a team is stormed back and now it's a one-score game, you know, sometimes it's some pressure, you know, going on and you got guys out there that's not wanting to mess up and guys out there that can feel the energy starting to shift. You know, you're on the road. The crowd is now back into it. You know, the the offense has a certain bounce and energy to their step now. And then, boom, they hit a screen pass, and we have a missed tackle or two or, or however many uh, it was. And, you know, it's off to the races. I mean, you're talking Dalvin Cook, 4-2 guy, 4-3 guy. Uh, and he just adds to that that you know weaponry that they have as far as just guys that's explosive and can take it to the house. And uh, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to 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 Minnesota with that play call because I definitely wasn't expecting you know that that screenplay right at that moment, but definitely wasn't expecting it to go to the house either. But those are the type of playmakers that they have. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like they they do. I mean, they had three guys with over a hundred. 
uh, yards from scrimmage. Speaking of the big playmakers, last week, Gerard and I were talking about, you know, guys that we feel like should be in the MVP conversation. Justin Jefferson's name came up. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts about Justin Jefferson, Rodney? Yeah, he's a dynamic receiver. Uh, I mean, throw it anywhere. He's going to, you know, he's likely to come down with it. That's what makes him, you know, uh, him a part of that conversation, right? And particularly when it comes to MVP or Offensive Player of the Year, uh, you know, the ball is going to him and and guys are doubling him and he's still finding ways to to come up uh, with the football. And he's done it uh, at, at different points of the game, right? Um, you know, obviously he's, he's – He's uh, been at the point of attack and 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 shown that he's able capable of helping them win games. Uh, he is the the go to guy for eight. You know when you have to have it, when you need it, you know throw it at eighteen. He's going to find a way. And you know Buffalo probably the, the catch of the year uh, that grab that he made. Oh, you know no the one handed grab on fourth and eighteen. Uh, that explains it all. You just put that one clip on and. And, you know, as a defender, what you're up against. And so, you know, we, we knew that, you know, we put our, our best guy uh, against their best guy, obviously, and Gilly. And so, uh, you know, I, I felt like we we did keep him uh, contained uh, for, you know, mass majority of that game, uh, to be honest. But he he's a, he's going to be around for a long time, man, and, and, and probably going to go down in, in history as, as one of the best to do it. I think yep. I, th- I think they said that he's on pace to break the uh all time. yeah all time uh single season yardage record by six yards he's on pace but uh man you're right it's just it's just crazy how good some of these young receivers are coming to the league and you know and just going you know by storm but uh that that uh jerk route he did on Gilly man. I thought Gilly had a pick, and he even got yeah. me while I was watching. I was like, God, damn. I was like, man, they come up with all type of, you know, new yeah, type man. ways. Game change, no question, man. I was like, because Gilly had that right read, I would have done the return. same thing. I was yeah, looking, I, yeah, I would have been looking for that pick right there because you think that the route is finished, and boom, he pivoted back out. I'm like, man, but uh, no, nah, he's a hell of a player, man. See, it's funny because you know I was sitting there doing uh, a live game reaction to that, and my co-host on, on that show was like, "What are you doing? You're so out!" And I'm like, "He was trying to jump the route. He's he saw him run that shallow flat. He was running out of room and made that move back inside. He thought for sure he was cutting back in for that quick pass for a touchdown, and jumped the route. And Justin sold it beautifully. Yeah, I mean, normally sold that beautifully." Yeah, normally, you know, you're expecting that return route to happen. And so Gilly played for the, the second move, but yep. <laughs> he had yep. one more left. Yeah, one more. And uh, you, you just, you just you know, charged that to the game. And uh, I know G- Gilly was and, telling me, he's like, man, I thought I had that pick. And he was like, he hit me with one more move. Like, <laughs> and, and what's so crazy about it, I bet there's, like, reps on film from previous games to where he ran the route that Gilly thought was coming, you know? So those yeah. guys game plan as well. That's why I was just like, man, I said, that is tough. Like that is tough right there. So 
Because it's yeah. three moves in one, you know, it's flat, back mm -hmm. end, and he returns again. You're just like, man, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, tough. It's, it's, it's tough. It's moments like that where I'm like, man, I, I'm glad I uh, ended up switching positions. It's, it's <laughs> Speaking of safety, oh we God, ran a lot man. of three. Blackman was in there a lot with, uh, we had three safeties. Was Blackman playing a lot of uh, corner? In he this plays game? nickel. Yeah. He played nickel for us Kenny, now. Yeah, Kenny thought. Moore. Yeah, yeah, with him down. With yeah. him down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of um, uh, the, the lineup, uh, Gerard, that, that we had in the secondary? I know you said you got to see the second second half with um, with Blackman playing nickel, and and then you know our, our you know th just the guys in general. What what do you think of the uh, of how they played on defense uh, for the most part? I understand the Vikings have playmakers. But yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, for the most part, like like Rodney said, for the majority of the game, you know, as a defense, they, we were doing what we were supposed to do, you know, getting stops, getting turnovers, uh, guys making plays and all that type of stuff. I mean, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just say that the secondary played bad in the second half or, you know, or whatever the case may be, just as a whole, as a defense. I mean, you just hope that some way, somehow you can get stops in crucial moments to kind of stop the bleeding a little bit and and we didn't and whether it was penalties whether it was you know whatever the case may be missed tackles or whatnot I mean it happens I mean we got a lot of young players that's playing some key positions right now you know Rodney Thomas I mean he he's growing I mean he's growing as a, yeah. a, a he's gonna end up being a hell of a player and a good player and then you, like you said Blackman and you know and all those guys uh you know these are quality key reps that that's gonna help them become the players that they want to become uh, so everything's a learning experience, man. Um, and, and I expect them guys to continue to get better with more reps that they get. Absolutely. All right. I think that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Colts-Vikings game. Thanks so much again, Gerard, Rodney, for taking time out to, to go over the game. We will be back tomorrow with our NFL look going over the entire NFL. Make sure you go check that out. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Gerard Powers, Rodney McLeod. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.